I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog mostly daily over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share reality-based cleaning and organizing tips, all based on my own reality, which is that... um, Cleaning and organizing are not exactly my favorite things. They don't come naturally to me. But uh, even though I don't love those things, I do love having a clean home. And I'm passionate mostly about creating a home that um, is one where my family can thrive because that's what I see as my main job as a wife so and a mom. I want to create that home for my family where they can be their best. And uh, that was not happening because that stuff does not come naturally to me. In fact, my natural is to just ignore that while I work on some big creative project. And then all of a sudden I look around my house as a total disaster. So I have come up with ways that help me keep things under control that work for my brain and my home. And uh, so today we're going to talk about how to declutter living areas. Back in, I guess it was uh, end of December. I um, ended up uh, at the very end of December, beginning of January is when everybody's decluttering crazy. Well, now we're pretty much mid-February, but I'm catching up with the podcast because I kind of got behind there for a couple of weeks, Um, but I um, uh, talked about decluttering specific areas of the home. So there's a podcast recently on kitchens and kids' rooms and clothing, those type things, because even though my basic decluttering strategies, which have all been developed from my own, did I say strategies? Anyway, strategies, my decluttering strategies, which I've developed from my own experience decluttering my own home, uh, All of those things apply to any decluttering situation at all, but I feel like it helps people and it helps me to kind of think through how to apply those strategies in different specific areas of the home. So that was part of the decluttering party, which officially ended at the end of January. However, you know, my life is a constant decluttering party, unfortunately, but it is. So um, I'm going to go ahead and do this podcast on how to declutter living areas. But first, I'm going to share a little bit about my week over on the blog at aslobcomesclean.com. And uh, just some of the things that we have been going on over there. Um, In case you're listening to this in current time, like February of 2005, 14, I almost said 13, 2014, um, you might want to go check out the America's Biggest Hot Mess contest that is being sponsored by um, Zep Commercial Cleaning Products. Um, I do not have to talk about this on my podcast. It's not part of my deal with them. However, um, I want to because I really, you know, if you truly honestly struggle and you're somebody who loves contests, you might want to go check out, you know, what it is because they're having a contest on the messiest house and, you know, some pretty nice prizes. So uh, anyway, you might want to check that out on the blog. I will put the link to the different things that I talk about 
on um, the show notes for this podcast, which if you are listening to this podcast, then the show notes are already up because that's they go up at the same time. Um, and uh, you can just go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S. Uh, and this is, um, oh my word, I'm not even sure. I think this is podcast number 20. Uh, but just double check. This is going to be titled How to Declutter Living Areas. And uh, if it's not on there yet, not on that specific page, when you get there, uh, just click right at the bottom where it says all of my podcasts and it'll be one of the top ones. So, okay, other things that I've written about. And um, I talked, one thing that seemed to resonate with some readers was um, talking about the one in, one out rule, which I've covered a lot. I've covered it in previous podcasts. Um, but the one in, one out rule in regard to schedules. Um, I'm an overcommitter. I have big ideas of all the things that I could do, that I should do, that I want to do, that I surely should be able to do. And yet, um, I generally tend to overcommit. Now, this is also coming from the person who's not afraid to say no. I mean, I really am one of those rare people. And I will tell people this, Mike, I truly will say no. It's okay to ask me something because I'll tell you no if I can't. And yet I still end up with a packed out schedule because there are so many things that I want to do. I say no to the things that I really don't want to do or that I can't, but um, I still end up with a packed out schedule. But I've had to accept over the last couple of years that the one in one out rule, which is, um, you know, when we talked about as far as, um, you know, decluttering and how important that is. And it was a rule that took me a long time to understand. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go check out um, the show notes for this and I'll link to that podcast where I talked about that. But, um, but basically I can only fit so many things into my week. It's just the way that it is. That's, that's my reality, unfortunately. Um, and I realized this a couple years ago, I was, um, I committed to be in leadership for a Bible study that I really love Bible study fellowship. And, uh, I was going to, you know, be the leader, but that, with that particular Bible study, that means you go two days a week. Well, it's also 30 minutes away from my house. And so that adds an hour of travel time and then that, and then, you know, it basically meant that I was out of the house two days a week at the same time that I was trying to turn my blog into a business. Um, and that was starting to take off. And so it was a really, really difficult year because I'd made a commitment that I was not going to just, you know, not going to give up on. Um, but I simply did not have enough time in my week to get everything done that I needed to do. And it was a really hard lesson that I had to learn. So the next year I said, I'm sorry, I, I can't do leadership again. I simply don't have the time. Um, and then I went a year of, of going just to the Bible study and I absolutely loved it. It honestly, if you know me at all, you know how passionate I was about that. Um, however, this year, my, uh, probably about a year ago right now, my mother-in-law started having some really bad health problems and um, they, she and my father-in-law just weren't able to um, get everything done that they needed to do. They needed help. And so over the summer I said, well, I, I'm actually, I think it was before the summer last year. I said, well, um, I will commit to coming up here one day a week to help you. You know, they're about an hour away to help you with errands or things around the house or whatever it is that you need so that you can know, you know, and that will hopefully help them be able to stay in their house a little bit longer if they know that they're going to consistently have, have that help that they need. But that was a big decision because I had to accept that that meant I had to stop going to my Bible study, which 
um, was really difficult. That was a difficult decision. But I also felt like God had been preparing me, and I didn't know why, but he'd been preparing me to be ready to let that go this year. And when this came up, I realized, well, I think this is what it is. I think this is what he was preparing me for. So I, um, you know, the simple fact is, if you only have so many hours in your day, then if I'm going to put in one new thing that takes up real time, which pretty much everything does, whether we imagine that or not, then I have to remove something else that I was spending that amount of time on. You know, there's no just adding things to my day. If I'm going to start doing one thing, then that means I have to stop doing something else. And sometimes it's simple things or good things to stop, like watching TV or whatever it is. Or reading blogs. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Those are not, that's not a waste of time at all. Anyway, um, but the truth is I had to accept that. So that was, a, it's, it's been difficult, but I'm so thankful because I'm reminded over and over, especially right now when life gets even busier in the spring as I work on a kid's musical with my kid's school, you know, I can't do everything as much as I would love to. I can't do everything. Maybe I'll get to do it all at different times in my life, but I can't do everything all at once. And I have to be okay with that. Otherwise, I sacrifice my sanity, my family's sanity as life gets crazy because my day is a container. This is how big it is. It has 24 hours. And I have to only keep what will fit into those 24 hours. So I hope that makes sense. But maybe I explained it more eloquently over on the blog and I'll link to that. Um, okay. I'm going to go ahead and get into how to declutter living areas. I might go back and tell you a couple other things after, but I don't want to miss that because um, I, I really debated when I did, did this series and I got to the fourth of these big posts that I wanted to do. And in them, I linked to different things. I linked to my own projects and my own home uh, because like I've said, everything I say is based on what I've done. And I show before pictures and after pictures and then before pictures of the same space that used to be an after picture, but then... I kept on living life and it became a before picture again. Anyway, um, but I really debated on what would be the last area. You know, clothes seemed obvious to me and kids' rooms and kitchens and all that. But I thought, you know, I could do storage areas, but everybody's storage areas are different. And it's different when you're dealing with a storage area because it's a storage area, you know, and that's kind of the purpose is just to leave things there for a certain period of time, which is, you know, debatable whether or not that's good. But, um, I decided to go with living areas. And what I mean by living areas are from in my home, it's our playroom, it's our um our living room, our dining room. Um it's we have a game room that we use that I used to call my game room slash office slash um storage room slash slash everything room. You know, and I'll get to that in a minute how important it was for me to identify that room, but Basically, it's the areas that we clean up when people are coming over. Now, obviously, some kinds of events require every last room to be perfect, perfectly clean if there's going to be kids everywhere. But in general, like for our home groups that we host on Sunday nights, these are the areas that I try, that I always have to have clean. You know, these are the areas that people are going to see when they just walk into my house. This is the, the spaces where we live, okay? They're the spaces where we spend family time together. They're not, you know, individual other little spaces. They're our, our main areas. So um, talking about decluttering that is really important, um, but it's kind of has a different twist than maybe some of the other things, uh, areas that I've talked about. And 
the main thing for me is making these areas easy to clean because they're the ones that have to be clean when people are going to come over. So how do I make these areas able to be picked up, cleaned, vacuumed easily? Now, this is kind of the stuff that's obvious to normal people. Um, don't be offended when I say that, but I just mean anybody who's, you know, not like me, not a slob. Uh, but it's one of those things that's obvious, but it wasn't that obvious to me. You know, my whole house was a disaster and every place in my home, every flat surface was a dumping area. And um, therefore, just to clean meant I had to declutter first, which is what made cleaning so overwhelming. I mean, cleaning on its own is pretty mindless, you know, dusting, vacuuming, sweeping, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's not that big of a deal. It takes time. But when I first, before I could even think about that, I had to declutter every flat surface in my living room or, you know, clean out that corner where we've been throwing stuff or whatever. When I had to do all that first, then um, that's what made cleaning so daunting for me. So if I can keep these main living areas free of clutter, then when I do find out that someone is going to be at my house in two hours, well, I can do a really good thorough cleaning of those areas in two hours. If I find out they're going to be here in 15 minutes, then I can run through those and, you know, pick up and clean up a little bit and fluff here and there, fluff, fluff here and there, but and make it, you know, fairly presentable. And I figure if somebody says they're going to be here in 15 minutes, they don't need to expect perfection. But anyway, um, but so that's kind of my, my passion about keeping these areas clutter free is simply so that I can have the, you know, I can let go of that fear of unexpected doorbells that I struggle with. You know, um, it helps me to know that I can get the main parts of my house. We're not talking about bedrooms or back rooms or anything like that. We're just talking about the main parts that people see. I can get those clean pretty quickly because they're, um, you know, they don't have a lot of clutter in them anymore like they used to. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code clean at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step -step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one 
hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Um, so how do you make a room easy to pick up and clean? The main thing is minimize the stuff. Less, 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 less stuff. Fewer, fewer things. Um, I used to, and this is the whole container concept again, but I used to um, think that another bookshelf was going to solve all my problems. I, I always believed that. I thought, okay, you know, and so I was, I was obsessed with getting shelves. And, um, you know, I mean, I ended up with, three or four more shelves than I have in my living room. Now I used to have, I, you know, my husband got to where he would seriously just roll his eyes and get really frustrated when I would come, come home from another garage sale with another shelf, because in my mind, a shelf is going to solve my problem. If I will just get another shelf for my living room, then I'll have room for all that stuff that just seems to be constantly spilling out and making a mess all the time. That's what I need is another shelf. Well, that doesn't help me that much because then those shelves get messy and it's a mentality thing for me to realize that I just needed to get rid of stuff. I needed to get rid of the books. And I know this is like dirty language to some people. They cannot stand to think about getting rid of books. And I was the exact same way because books are good, just like clothes are good. You know, those are good things. But when I actually started looking at things and I realized, oh, there's books on here from college classes that I hated and they're on my living room bookshelf. Why are they there? Okay, you know, I really don't need this because I am never going to go back and read about economics or whatever. I don't know. I probably sold that one. But whatever books they were, I'm not going to go back and read that. Or, oh, okay, you know, just different stuff or knickknacks that someone had given me um, that, you know, I just, I don't love them. They're just hard to dust and that's it. So I'm just going to get rid of things. And the more I started just purging, 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 getting rid of stuff, then 
those rooms became so much easier to maintain for me. The less stuff I had, the easier it was to maintain. And having main areas of my home easy to maintain was huge, okay? And so I ended up getting rid of a bunch of stuff, like little things. I just dealt with the little stuff. Well, over time, I started to think, well, you know, that bookshelf over there is pretty bare. And then this one actually has some space on it. So I got rid of an entire bookshelf. And then I got rid of an entire little side table that was only ever a space that, you know, piled stuff up. I mean, in my mind, I think it's going to, you know, have a nice little lamp and a nice little display on it. But instead, it's constantly just a flat surface where things get piled. So I just got rid of it. I said, okay, that's, I'm just going to be done with this. And minimizing the stuff, just purging, 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 and saying, what do I actually need in this room? Um, is what personally helped me to get my living areas manageable because um, that's what it all comes down to for me. You know, some people ask, I used to get asked this a lot. So are you a dirty slob or a clutter slob? Meaning, you know, is it that you don't clean that often or is it that you have clutter everywhere? Well, the truth is I'm a germaphobe and I love things to be sparkly clean. Now I do have time passage awareness disorder, which means that, you know, I may not remember the last time I cleaned until now I have my weekly cleaning tasks, which help me with that. And I'll talk about that in a future podcast. But um, I I can, I, I would say I'm a clutter slob. It's the clutter that I just all of a sudden go, oh, where did that come from? You know, it's a big, huge pile. But the truth is you can't clean when there's clutter everywhere. And so solving the clutter problem helps with the cleaning problem. They're both just very, very related. Um, okay. So purging, 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 minimizing, getting rid of stuff in those living areas and saying, you know, what deserves to be in this living area? And that comes down to defining the purpose of the rooms. Now this, um, this was a real issue for me, as I've mentioned on my, um, game room. And I wrote a series of posts on this probably two years ago. Uh, that room, when I moved into this house, was my eBay room. That's what it was when we bought the house. I said, that's going to be my eBay room. That's going to be the room where I finally have a place to put all my stuff because that was going to solve all my problems, remember? Um, so I was going to have this huge, and I mean, really, it's a big room. It's like a living room size. I said, this is going to be my room to um, put all of my all my stuff in there. So... Um, for eBay. Well, I stopped selling on eBay eventually when I realized, you know, that that was contributing so much to my slob problem. Um, so that room was gradually, I was trying to reclaim it. You know, part of it was, uh, getting stuff out of it. And then, um, you know, one of the things I removed from there because I realized it was just a recipe for disaster was I had bought a huge, like a full sized from a retail store, um, clothing rack, you know, like, I mean, that was my dream as an eBay seller and I loved it except that it was huge. There was nowhere to put it out of the way and it was in the middle of the room. And it was like, once I finally figured out that, Oh, okay. I don't like this room just piled, you know, from top to bottom and stuff. And I got rid of that. Then that helped a ton in changing the feel of that room. Um, you know, so I little by little had tried to work on that room, but it just never quite worked. And I started to, to really feel like I was I started to get very irritated over the fact that um, I had a little daybed in there. Now, it wasn't a fancy daybed. It was just kind of a, 
it really wasn't even a day bed. I guess it was just a twin bed with, um, anyway. And in my mind, it was a seating area. You know, if you needed to, this could be a seating area, but then it's also a bed that's for um, guests in case they come in, because it's a room that has its own little half bath and the door closes. So it's a, it's a nice little, you know, place for guests to have their own space. Um, but you know, I was trying to make this room more usable. But what I found was now that I was now that the room actually, you know, you could get into it because it wasn't a storage room anymore, and I would send guests back to the little half bath. I realized that people would kind of walk into the room and go, "Oh, they thought it was a bedroom because it had this day bed in there." Even though in my mind, no, 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 this is a guest room and a game room and an office. And, uh, you know, this it's an everything room and they should just know that. But I could see that people's first reaction was to be a little bit uncomfortable because they thought they were walking into somebody's bedroom to go to the bathroom, even though I just told them the bathroom's back there, but whatever. Or I felt like I had to explain, oh yeah, this is my, you know, guest room and blah, blah, blah. Well, um, it just started to get on my nerves. And um, at the same time that I was working on that room, uh, I really enjoyed the comments that I was getting from my blog readers who there were just several people who said, you need to define what this space is. You need to decide what it is and call it that because every time that you call it, you know, three things in a row, that means that, you know, there's not really a definition for what needs to be in this room. You know, what, what is this room? And so I finally looked at it and I said, this is my game room. What do I envision for this room? It's the room where the kids have their Xbox. I think at the time it was a Wii before that broke. But, you know, this is the room where, you know, when we have another family over, I'd like for the adults to stay in the living room and talk. And the kids can go in the game room and hang out in there and play games. Um, and so, it, you know, I had to define this vision because I had a space like that. I mean, I, I didn't have a space like that in our old home. And I know a lot of people don't have a second living area, but it's like, what did I want this to be? And so defining it as a game room gave me a way to set it up in a functional manner that we were able to maintain much better. It also helped me define what did and didn't need to be in there. So I ended up getting rid of the bed and uh, my sister-in-law uh, was having a garage sale and got rid of one of her couches. So we took that and I ended up putting our sleeper sofa into that room. So it's a game room. Yes, it's technically the guest room too because I can pull out the bed and turn it into a guest room when we need to, which is great and wonderful, but I don't define it as a guest room. You know, it's our game room and that's what it is. And just having that definition for that room helped a lot. Um, okay, containers and limits. Um, containers and limits, I, I kind of already mentioned, but this is that same decluttering strategy that I try to talk about all the time. And I'm just going to kind of apply it to my own living room, but it's that idea that the room itself is the container. Okay. So I can't fit more into this room than will fit comfortably. And that means I can't have any more stuff than will fit comfortably in this room. Now, over time, my idea of comfortably has changed because I've gotten to where I like having open space on the wall. I've gotten to where I don't like having bookshelves covering every single wall to hold all my stuff. I'm, I'm much more comfortable with and I actually enjoy 
uh, empty space more than I used to, because with empty space, then we can move around and we have a very active family who likes to move around. And it's just, it's more comfortable. And it feels like my house is bigger when I have less, you know, stuff all over the walls. I don't want, you know, every single wall having something against it to hold things like I needed like I used to feel like I needed to. So looking at my room itself as a container and looking at the natural things in there. For me, I have built-in bookshelves. I used to have several other bookshelves in the living room, but I finally got it down to the point where I said, you know what? These are my bookshelves. These are the ones, and I've gotten rid of all the other ones. And now those bookshelves that already exist determine how many books that I can have. They are my container. That is my container. They contain the number of books that this room can comfortably hold. Um, my um, television stand, which is not a great one for modern televisions, um, but my television stand is my container. It determines how many DVDs we can handle. I mean, you know, if, if we get more than we'll fit in there, then I have to make real decisions about, okay, we have more DVDs than will fit in here. I need to purge them until we get down to only having as many will, as will fit in there. Or if that's not, you know, I mean, if I really, truly desperately need to keep, which is never the case, but if I really, truly do desperately need to keep every single DVD that we have, well, then I have to, you know, figure out another storage space. But my first reaction, instead of, you know, I used to always just think, okay, well, my DVDs don't fit in here. Although it was really VHS back when we had tons. But anyway, okay, so all my, all my movies don't fit in here. So I've got to get another container and add it into this room, except that the room itself is a container. And doing that means that the room is over full. Um, so instead for me to look at it and say, this TV stand is my container. I can keep as many DVDs as I can fit comfortably into this TV stand. So it's using the containers and the limits that already exist and accepting that, that, you know, instead of me saying, well, but what if we move someday and I did have enough room? Well, you know what? We don't live there and we live here right now. And this is the home that my kids are growing up in and they are growing up so crazy fast that I don't want to waste years of their life going, oh, well, but we might need this someday when we actually have room for it. Well, let's live in the space right now that we live in where we don't have room for it. So let's get rid of it. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step -step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style, gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Anyway, so that is my basic strategies for that. Um, all of my decluttering questions, which I've talked about, you know, the, the two decluttering questions, because I only have two, and all those things are in other um, podcasts. And uh, I will link in the show notes for this podcast, uh, which is called How to Declutter Living Areas. Um, I'll link to uh, different posts that go into explaining more and helping you understand more if, if you know, because I, I understand this is a big concept that took me years to wrap my head around to accepting that the space I had was the space that things needed to fit into. And it wasn't just to shove more stuff into that space, but instead to live within that space and accept that it was a container. So, and then I have lots of links to other posts that I've written um, with pictures, you know, from projects on this in my own home. Um, okay, we're at 27 minutes. So I'm going to go back just really quickly. And um, one other last thing that I wanted to talk about. Oh, just a little tip, little mom tip for you. Um, that I just posted on the blog today and it was kind of one of those duh moment, moments and I heard this uh, or I saw this on Money Saving Mom. She kind of casually mentioned that she had made a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches ahead of time to stick in the freezer and I went, okay, duh, that's a really great idea because I hate making lunches. Like, oh my goodness, it's one of those things that just makes me feel, you know, like when a dog doesn't want to do something and they just go limp, like their whole body just goes, or kids do this too, but you know, their whole body just goes limp so that you can't even pick them up. And it's like every ounce of energy has just drained out of their body and they can't move. That's how I feel sometimes when it comes to making lunches. I'm like, oh my word, I have to do this again. So anyway, I realized, oh, make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches ahead of time and freeze them so I can just throw them in the lunch. And yeah, that actually has made my mornings quite a bit easier since I did it. Although with three kids and my kids are able to eat peanut butter at school still, I know that could change at any moment, depending on, you know, issues that, um, you know, if other kids have allergies, but for, for the moment, they are all able to eat that. So, um, yeah, it's been really nice having peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to throw into their lunches. However, one loaf only made nine sandwiches, which with three kids, that's only three days worth. So Next time I will be getting several loaves and making a whole bunch at one time so that I can kind of enjoy that, um, the benefits of that for quite a bit longer. So, um, but anyway, I just want to share that little tip that has helped my own life. And um, again, if you go to a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts, you can find the show notes for this podcast, how to declutter living areas. You can also go to um, a slobcomesclean.com slash connect to find me on all my social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, all those kinds of places. So um, I'd love to connect with you all over the internet. Uh, also send me an email if you have any um, questions that you'd like me to answer in a future podcast, or if you um, just have any feedback, I appreciate it because I'm just making this up as I go along. If this is number 19 or 20, then that means I have been speaking for like 10 hours. 
in podcasts, which is just kind of funny. But um, as I go, I'd love to have feedback, um, just, you know, things that you love, things that you don't love be nice. But, um, and if you are able to leave a review in iTunes, I would so greatly appreciate that helps, um, that helps, uh, this podcast get found. Uh, that's one of the ways that it moves up in rankings. And it also, you know, when people are searching in iTunes, which I've had a number of people email me and say, I found you because I was searching for cleaning or organizing in iTunes. And that's how they found a slob comes clean. And um, that's just exciting to me for more people, you know, to know that there is hope out there, that they're most definitely not alone in their housekeeping struggles because, yeah, we're not alone at all. I thought it was just me and it's not. So if you can leave a, um, a review that helps, you know, people find us in iTunes and I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.